Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. I'm back with another episode. Uh, for today's episode, we're going to be recapping sports from the past couple days, talking about new news um, for the Olympics, Dream Team uh, 2.0. I'm just kidding. Uh, the Team USA basketball has been announced. I'm going to do all-star voting, um, final voting before the all-star game begins on July 13th. Some of the home run derby participants have been announced, and also the hit, the BET awards were Sunday night, and the awards have been presented. And we're going to talk about the winners: NBA playoffs, Copa America, Euros, all the sports going on. Wimbledon started two days ago. The Stanley Cup final started uh, last night, so a lot to talk about, um, and also new music on top of that. So let's start off with, of course, uh, let's start off with baseball. Actually. Um, Actually, no, let's start off with soccer because I kind of start with soccer. When there's no soccer, we start with baseball. But anyways, let's talk about the European Championships. So Monday we had – oh, well, actually, we on Saturday we had two matchups. We had Wales versus Denmark. Denmark won that one 4 to nothing. Italy beat Austria 2 to nothing in extra time. And then on Sunday, Czech Republic beat the Netherlands 2 to nothing. Belgium beat Portland uh, – Portugal, excuse me, 1-0. On Monday we had – Croatia losing to Spain, 5-3. to three. Uh, Crazy game. And then France and Switzerland. Switzerland won this game 5-4 to four in penalties. Game was at 3-3 three, three until extra time and the penalties took over. Switzerland um, advancing and beating France, a powerhouse team. They won the World Cup three years ago. And, uh, yeah, the France, they couldn't even make it to the quarterfinals in this tournament. So, sucks for them. And then... Earlier today, we had England versus Germany, and Germany ended up taking the L. Uh, England won 2 to nil, and then the Ukraine beat Sweden 2-1. to one. So the quarterfinals will be Friday and Saturday. It will be Switzerland versus Spain on Friday, and then Belgium versus Italy. And then on Saturday, we have Czech Republic versus Denmark, and then Ukraine versus England. So for me, I'm going to get – I'm going to probably say um, – between the winner of Belgium and Italy and England in the final, I would say is a championship. I say England versus either Belgium or Italy. Whoever wins that one, it'll, they'll play against England in the championship. And maybe they'll beat England in the championship. Um, but definitely between Belgium, Italy, and England, those are the three teams that I'm saying are winning this. Um, I'm probably going to stick with England at the moment. but And Belgium has been great. Um, and so so has Italy. Um, Czech Republic and Denmark has also been good, but uh, uh, Czech Republic, where did they stand in the last in their draw? They were all the way in third place in Group D, and then in Denmark, I believe they were second place in Group B. Yes, they were just behind uh, Belgium, but they were one win, two L's, and one draws or zero draws actually. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Denmark seems like it's the toughest opponent here. To beat, but honestly, I don't know. And then the Ukraine, they were all the way in third in Group C with three points. And they had also had one win, but two L's. So even though they just had two L's, they still had that one win to get them to the next round. So yeah, I'll have to say Italy, Belgium, or England. One of those three teams are winning it, in my opinion. Uh, Switzerland has a chance because they took down France. So that was a pretty big team to knock off 
Um, and so against Spain, and I feel like Spain has a lot of flaws. Yes, they played great against uh, Croatia, at least in the beginning, but then Croatia tied this game up. Um, but then eventually in extra time, they came back and, and scored two goals in extra time and took over. But Spain did not have play a great game. Um, they just were ended up playing better, of course, um, at the end. So yeah, that, um, that settles that. And now let's go to the Copa America. And so now let's talk about the matchup five of five. On Sunday, we had two games, Brazil versus Ecuador, and that ended up in a draw, 1-0. Venezuela versus Peru, Peru won that one, 1-0. Uruguay beat Paraguay, 1-0. Yesterday, and then Argentina, they defeated Bolivia, 4-1. So now the quarterfinals have been set. This will be on Friday and Saturday. So on Friday, we'll have Peru versus Paraguay. Brazil versus Chile, and then Saturday we'll have Uruguay versus Colombia, and Argentina versus Ecuador. So I'm going with um, going with Peru, Brazil, Colombia, and Argentina, and then I'll probably say between those four teams, I'll say Brazil, Colombia, and then Colombia wins the chat. Okay, I'm, I'm being biased. I can't say Colombia. I'm going for Colombia winning this whole thing, but honestly, it might go to Brazil because they're playing like the best team. They are the best team. I think they're better than Argentina and Chile and Uruguay and Colombia and every other team here. So Brazil. But if we can beat Brazil, then Colombia has to take it. Despite us having two losses in the in the group stage and everything, don't matter. We can bounce back from that. We had some rest and we still have some days off um, practicing. So Saturday, big matchup for Colombia. So yeah, that's that so far. Now let's talk about some of the Home Run Derby contestants we're going to be having. We're going to have a Shohei Otani participating in the Home Run Derby this year. Pete Alonso trying to defend his Home Run Derby crown when he won it in 2019. And then Trevor Story, the hometown hero, is going to be competing in the Home Run Derby in Coors Field. Um, we haven't had all the announcers yet, uh, all the batters and players that will be participating yet. Um, but so far, I would love to have Acuna Jr., Guerrero Jr., Jock Peterson, um, who else? Uh, Matt Chapman, Chapman, excuse me, um, Aaron Judge, um, or or probably Giancarlo Stanton, um, maybe Juan Soto. I mean, I want to have a bunch of you know heavy hitters that uh, have not yet made an announcement to participate, um, and definitely they will make it a, a huge. Huge event. Of course, we're already going to have Pete Alonso and Otani. I mean, Otani has just been insane, man. He just hit two more home runs. I believe he's up to 28 so far this year. I mean, it, this man is just beyond human when he plays baseball. It's insane. I don't know what to say about this man, but uh, I can make a whole... I could just talk about him for, for hours. But anyways, um, the Home Run Derby will be on Monday, July 12th um, at Coors Field in Denver. So, yeah. But before we get to the uh, all-star ballot, I want to talk about um, the Team USA basketball. They have announced the new roster for the 2021 U.S. Olympic team, which in the players are Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat, Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards, Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, Jamari Grant with the Detroit Pistons, Draymond Green with the Golden State Warriors, Drew Holiday with the Milwaukee Bucks, Zach Levine with the Chicago Bulls, Damian Lillard with the Portland Trailblazers, Kevin Love with Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Chris Middleton with the Milwaukee Bucks, and Jason Tatum with the Boston Celtics. So that's going to be the U.S. Olympic team. 
um, for 2021. So yeah, um, of course, stars, you know, we have KD, we have Devin Booker, we have Bradley Beal here, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, a, a bunch of young players that have not played in the Olympics, of course, because either they they weren't even drafted, some of them haven't even been drafted since the last Olympics. For example, um, of course, Jason Tatum being a big example. Um, I believe Anabio was drafted in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Bradley Beal, 2015 and 16. Dev, same thing with Devin Booker in 2016. Kevin Durant already won a gold medal. Uh, I believe Draymond Green already played for Team USA already before. Zach Levine hasn't. Uh, Kevin Love, I believe, has. Chris Middleton, I believe this is his first Olympic appearance. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun for the yeah, some of these young guys. Um, They will be participating. The head coach, of course, is going to be Greg Popovich from the San Antonio Spurs, as long as uh, also with uh, assistant coaches Steve Kerr from the Golden State Warriors, Lord Pierce, and Jay Wright from Villanova, and also uh, Jerry Colonejo, uh, um will be serving as the U.S. Men's National Team Managing Director. Um, they will be heading into Vegas for some practices before they head to Tokyo for the actual event. Um, the Olympics, I believe, start July 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, July 23rd. So they'll be playing some exhibition matches. They'll be playing against Australia, Argentina, uh, Australia again, Spain. Those are just five games that they will be playing against before they head to Tokyo. Um, and of course, you know, try to compete for that gold medal. I believe they've won gold medal the last three times in 2016, 12, and, and 28, 2008. So yeah, they are going to four-peat potentially with winning the gold medal this year. So let's go Team USA. I'm, I'm very excited. Now let's go to the BET Hip Hop Awards or BET Awards, not just hip hop, um, and talk about the winners. So I didn't. I watched maybe uh, half of the uh, show, but I was watching um, baseball and I was watching basketball, so I didn't really watch the whole thing. But I started it watching it anyways. Let's get to the album of the year. So album of the year ended up going to Jasmine Sullivan with Hyok's Tales. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't. I, okay, I can't judge. I, I never heard the album. I don't even know who she is. So I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't. I can't say my opinion on it. But congrats, congrats to her. Okay. Um. And speaking of her, best female R&B and pop artist went to her, um, beating out Beyonce, SZA, Janae Aiko, Summer Walker, and Jasmine Sullivan. So congrats to her. No pun intended. Best male R&B and pop artist went to Chris Brown. Best group went to Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac or Silk Sonic. They beat out Migos, City Girls, 21 Savage, Chloe and Halle, and Chris Brown and Young Thug. Best collaboration went to WAP with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion beating Rockstar, um, Popstar, For the Night, Cry Baby, and What's Poppin'. Best male hip-hop artist went to Lil Baby beating out The Baby. Jack Harlow, Drake, J. Cole, and Pop Smoke. Uh, best Female Hip-Hop Artist, Megan Thee Stallion won it, beating Cardi B, Lotto, Sweetie, Doja Cat, and Coyle Ray. Video of the Year went to WAP, no doubt about it, beating Up, Do It, Go Crazy, 
left not quite later and leave the door open. Best new artist went to Giveon, beating Lotto, Pushai, Steve Flo, Millie, Jack Carlo, and Coyle Ray. The Mr. Bobby Givens Best Gospel Inspiration Award went to Strong God from Kurt Franklin. The Best of the BET Her Award went to Good Days by SZA. The Best International Act went to Burner Boy from Nigeria. Voters Choice Best New International Act Brie Runway from the UK. And that's that's that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Some of them, like, I understand. Uh, definitely Chris Brown winning male artist. I don't know. I should have went to the weekend. Best group. Literally only have, like, one or two songs. Literally one song, but okay. Best collaboration. WAP. No, I kind of can't really argue that. Mess. Best male hip-hop artist. Lil Baby. Makes sense. Best female. I knew it was going to be Megan Thee Stallion, so not surprised there. Video of the year. Uh, WAP, of course, it went massive crazy, so... Definitely makes sense there. Best new artist. I would have given it to either Jack Carlo probably. But Giveon's also good good too, so I can't I can't complain there. Um overall they didn't do they didn't do too bad. I mean it wasn't fucking horrible where I have to criticize for why they chose this artist to win, but no, they I mean album of the year, I never heard the album, so I'm not gonna judge her or you know, criticize or anything. Like I never heard the album. Maybe I should maybe I mean if it won album of the year from BET, so maybe it is a good album. So, um, so yeah, maybe I'll check it out in the future whenever I can. But yeah, that's that. All right. Let's talk. Let's go back to baseball because I wasn't even finished. Let's talk about the current standings at the moment. So we have the Red Sox in the AL East, the 48-31, the Rays 47-33, the Blue Jays 40-36, the Yankees 40-38, the Orioles 25 and 54. Jesus. In the AL Central, we have the White Sox 45 and 32. The Indians 42 and 33. The Twins 33 and 43. The Tigers 34 and 45. And the Royals 33-44. In the AL West, the Astros 48 and 31. The A's 47 33. The Mariners 41 and 38. The Angels 38 and 40. And the Rangers 30 and 48. In the National League East, we have the Mets at number one, 40 and 34. Nationals 39 and 38. The Braves 37 and 40. The Phillies 36 and 40. The Marlins 33 and 44. In the National League Central, we have the Brewers number one, 46 and 33. Cubs 42 and 37. Reds 39 and 38. Cardinals 38 30, 41. And the Pirates 29 to 48. And then the National League West, we have the Giants number one with 50 and 28, Dodgers 48 and 31, Padres 47 33, Rockies 32 47, and then the Diamondbacks 22 and 58. Holy crap! <laughs> the uh, Jesus man, they are they are not they are horrible. They are horrible. They're horrible right now. So um, yeah. It's not look not looking good for the for the Diamondbacks this year. Definitely not a good season to talk about. Um, also, the College World uh, the NCAA College World Series has begun yesterday. Game one taken to Vanderbilt eight to two, and then game two is currently airing at the moment. Top of the third inning, both teams tied up at one. Michigan, uh, excuse me, Mississippi State has to win this game to force a game three tomorrow. Whoever wins tomorrow, of course. Um, takes the championship, but if Vanderbilt wins today, then it's all said and done for Vanderbilt to repeat as champions in 2021. 
Uh, but the game was delayed. This was supposed to start around 7, and it's almost 10 p.m. right now. So, of course, uh, rain delay had to stop everything. Um, oh, NHL. Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup finals is here, guys. Well, actually, I don't think I talked about Game 7. Uh, game 7 of the Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning. Game 7 went to Tampa Bay. They won the series. Thank God, 1-0. Now we're in the Stanley Cup Finals, and Game 1 was yesterday, and Tampa Bay took care of the W, 5-1. to one. Tampa Bay are three wins away from repeating as back-to-back -back champions um, in the NHL, Stanley Cup champions. So yeah, um, the Canadians, I'm not scared of them, but at the same time, they are a pretty scary team to other teams. And everyone's rooting against Tampa Bay, because most people wanting the underdog. Canadians to win especially they've been playing great this playoffs I mean they almost they were one loss away from getting limited in the first round to Toronto to the Maple Leafs and they they came back and here they are in the Stanley Cup finals so yeah game two will be tomorrow on MSNBC they'll be playing in Tampa so Tampa keep keep taking charge win game two tomorrow and yeah uh, just keep getting getting shit done so we can get this series quicker um, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so the Nationals beat the Rays today, 4-3. The game just ended, I imagine. Okay. Um, baseball, baseball, okay. Wimbledon started. Uh, Wimbledon started yesterday, but there's so many games. We're still, like, in the first round, so there's still, like, 100 players yet to, uh, get eliminated. Um, but some, some highlights of Serena Williams was uh, withdrawn from the competition because of an injury. Um, so, unfortunately, she will not be uh, continuing to win this tournament. And she will be out for the rest of the tournament. Coco Goff, the young star, she will be advancing at Wimbledon to the second round. She defeated her opponent, Francesca Jones. Um, and that ends in women's. Tomorrow, do we have any highlight games for tomorrow? Osaki's not playing because of her little break. So we all know that. Um, I'm not really going to pay attention to Wimbledon until like maybe the like the quarterfinals around there. So yeah, I probably won't talk about it until like when we get to that phase. So don't mind me. Women or men's tennis, we, we'll get there when we get closer to, to, to when we narrow it down to at least like eight players. Around there. WNBA. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so let's talk about the NBA playoffs, of course. Let's talk about right now um, game four of the Suns and the Clippers. Let's talk about from Sunday. So Thursday. Let's go all the way back to Thursday. So we had game three of the Suns versus the Clippers. Um, the Clippers won this game um, 106-92. to this is a pretty big game for the Clippers in this game. Um, Paul George went off, I believe. He had 27 points, 9 from 26 from the field. DeAndre, 8 and 18 points. Uh, CP3 only had 12 assists. Uh, CP3 didn't have a good game today or in game 3, but they definitely took advantage. Lakers, Lakers, oh my God. The Clippers, Jesus, what the fuck's going on? The Clippers have been um, on a roll so far. Um throughout the whole game in game three. Definitely taking advantage, taking advantage and making all these shots. So yeah, congrats to them. Uh Friday we had game two of the Bucks and the Hawks. No really nothing much to talk about. The Bucks annihilated the Hawks 
in game two, 125 to 91. So yeah, for sure the Bucks took care of this game. Didn't even I can't really talk about the Hawks, which is playing awful. Really nothing else much to say. Now game four between the Suns and the Clippers. The Suns won this game 84 to 80. This was a pretty low scoring game, and I didn't really watch most of the game because I was out with my cousin, my cousins. Um, but Devin Booker had 25 points. Paul George had 23 points, uh, rebounds from 8 and 22, Jesus. And then Paul George also had 16 rebounds, 7 assists for Chris Paul, 6 rebounds, uh, and 6 assists for uh, six assists for Chris Paul and uh, for CP3 as well. Uh, bro, what is, what is going on with me? What is going on with me? Somebody help me. All right. 6 rebounds for... DeAndre Ayn in game three? Jesus. Nah. Well, in game four, he had 22. And then Chris Paul had seven assists. And then Paul George had six assists in game four. But no, the the, the Clippers, um, they uh Paul George missed two game two free throws in the almost at the end of the game. I did watch that and pretty much gave the Suns the victory right there. Really messed up and choked at the wrong moment. But yeah. And now the Suns take a 3-1 lead in the series. And then Sunday we had game three of the Bucks and the Hawks. Well, game three, I mean Milwaukee took care of this W 113-102. So now they lead the series 2-1. Chris Middleton at 38 points. He had had a great game. Giannis wasn't playing his best, but Chris Middleton really stepped up and just played great. Trey Young at 35 points. So um so yeah, that 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 went very well for, for the Bucks. Playing great overall. Um, in the second half, they played great. Chris Middleton was making shots after shots after shots. So he was becoming clutch. He was getting clutch in the field. So for sure, if he can just if he just steps up and gets hot. Sorry, if he just steps up and gets hot at the moment, he's gonna take he's gonna take care of business. So for sure, we can't fuck with him if he is hot in the row. And then Monday last night we had Game Five between Suns and the Clippers. And Paul George went off. Clippers won this game 116 and 102. Paul George had 41 points, hit 15 from 20 from field, and got eight for eight from free throw line. So that was great. He hit all his free throws. 31 points, nine uh, nine for 22 on the field, nine from 11 from uh, from the free throw line for Devin Booker. Paul George also had 13 rebounds, six assists. DeAndre Hayden had 11 assists. Excuse me, Chris Paul had 11 assists, and DeAndre Ayton had 8 assists. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely had many games to recover, and, and, and Phoenix just didn't really... I didn't see them play that aggressive as they played in Game 4 and even in Game 3, or pretty much the whole series. Um, at some point, the Clippers just eventually just took care of business and just decided to shit on the Suns at this point. Um... But they definitely weren't playing great basketball, at least at the second half. The first half they were not playing as bad, but in the first half they were they were they were okay. They weren't playing really playing their best. They just kinda slowed down a little bit throughout the game progressed. But the Clippers, I mean Paul George forty one points and without Kawhi Leonard, they're still they're still attacking this series. Yes, they're down three to two, but they got game six in LA tomorrow night. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to watch that game before my flight. But anyway, um, you know, it's going to be a big task for Paul George to step up again in game six. 
especially in LA, you can't lose at home to the Suns um, because then you don't get eliminated, man. But anyways, we'll see you there. And then right now, at the current moment, I'm watching Game Four of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Well, right now the Hawks are up sixty to fifty on the Bucks right now, so it looks like the the Hawks might they might tie the series up, but we'll see from there on. Um, yeah, um, we talked about the Stanley Cup Finals. I talked about the NBA, the College World Series, the MLB records right now, the Copa America, a little bit of Wimbledon, European Championships. Okay, so I think we're done with the sports part, but almost there actually. Now let's talk about the All-Star Game ballot. So the ballots will be officially voted in. And I believe um, every the voting ends, I believe, July 1st. So I just literally have two days to finish this. So now we're going to be doing the All-Star ballot. And I'm just going to be picking my ballots after all. Um, so let's start off with the American League. So first base, we got Jose Abreu, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Yuli Gurriel. Easy Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I mean, this man has been a beast. So, without a doubt, man is going to be my first baseman for the American League. Second baseman, we got Jose Altuve, DJ LeMahieu, and Marcus Simeon. Um, personally, I'm going to give it to Jose Altuve. I'm not a big fan of the Astros. Um, I like Altuve, but of course, his reputation kind of has changed. But that does not affect his play um, so far this year. His play has been great. 17 home runs, 42 RBIs, uh, hitting 288 average, and an OPS of 876. He's been pretty good this year, so have to give him credit. In third base, we have Alex Bregman, Rafael Devers, and Juan Makata. Definitely give it to Rafael Devers. I mean, he has been a beast. 19 home runs, 64 RBIs, 9, uh, 919 OPS, and 280 average. So, of course, Rafael Devers will take it for the American League. Shortstop. Um, Bo Bichette, Xander Bogarts, and Carlos Correa all pretty close, but I'm going to probably give it to Xander Bogarts. I mean, he also has been great playing for one of the best teams in baseball this year, the Boston Red Sox. So definitely, definitely has been a great year for him. Um, catcher position for the American League, we have uh, Mountain Maldonado, uh, Salvador Perez, and Yon Grandal. Easy. I'm giving it to Salvador Perez. Uh, outfield, we got to select three players, but out of the three players, Adolis Garcia, Randall Grichik, Teosco Anderson, Brian Buxton, uh, Michael Brantley, Aaron Judge, Cedric Mullins, Mike Trout, and Alex Verdugo. So out of those three, I'm, I'm picking, um, I'm probably going to go with Byron Buxton. Of course, he's been a beast, but he has been injured this year, so I can't, can't say he might be playing. Um... So, yeah, um, for that, I don't know if I want to include the, like, Mike Trout and Byron Buxton are injured, but if they weren't injured, easily would be on um, would be on the roster right now. You know what? I'm just going to say Mike Trout gets voted in because he's Mike Trout, and even though he's injured, you know, um, Cedric Mullins have been pretty good this year so far. I mean, literally the only reason why the the Orioles have been great offensively a little bit for, for, for some games uh, definitely because of him. 13 home runs, 28 RBIs, 920 OPS, 315 average. So, has been good. But actually, let's just remove Byron. Nah, nah, nah. I'll remove them. I'll remove it. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to change. I'm not going to give the vote to Byron Buxton or Mike Trout just because they're, they're injured. And I don't want to give them, you know, 
they're not they're probably not even gonna be playing. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like a wasted vote. Not really, because obviously we know Mike Trout healthy easily in the All-Star game. Same thing with Byron Buxton, but let's give other players shine, even for players who haven't gotten injured and they still deserve an all-star spot. So I'll be fair. I'll give it to Adolis Garcia, who uh, for the Texas Rangers. 20 home runs, 55 RBIs, 8, uh, 868 OPS, a 279 average. So he's also been great. I might give it to Alex uh, Verdugo or for Aaron Judge. I'll actually give it to probably Aaron Judge, actually. Aaron Judge, Cedric Mullins, and... um. Yeah, I'll probably give it to, I don't know, Randall Gritchick. I'll give it to Aaron Judge, Cedric Mullins, and Adolis Garcia. And the designated hitter, without a doubt, I don't even need to say, it's going to be Otani for sure. Now let's get into the National League. First base, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie, or Anthony Rizzo. I love Rizzo. Um, I'm even a big fan of uh, Freddie Freeman, but I'm probably going to go with Max Muncie. He's just been the better player out of those three so far this year. Uh, second base, Ozzy Albies, Adam Frazier, and Gavin Lux. I'm not going to give it to Adam, uh, uh, or not Gavin Lux. It's probably between Albies or Frazier. I've heard good things about Frazier. I've heard that, I mean, Jesus, 330 average, four home runs, 28 RBI. So he doesn't have the home runs, but he definitely is a great base hitter. He gets on base, and he definitely hits for, um, for a reason. So I'm going to say Adam Frazier for that. Um, not a home run hitter, not a massive, you know, uh, power hitter, but definitely can get on base, and that definitely helps for the game of baseball for sure when we need a little quick hit to get on. Um, third base, Nolan Arenado, Chris Bryant, and Justin Turner. I'm probably going to go with Arenado. I mean, Arenado's just been great. I don't, ah, actually, nah. I'm lying. I'm giving it to Chris Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant has been great this year, man. And I'm glad he's bounced back. He's had a last he's he's had a pretty bad two year stretch last year and in 2019. He hasn't been great. Um, but this year he's been stepping up. Of course, he has uh 15 home runs, 41 RBIs, 847 OPS. So his stats are looking pretty good. So I'm gonna give it to um Chris Bryant. Uh shortstop Javier Baez, Brandon Crawford, and Fernando Tatis Jr. I love Baez and Crawford, they're two of my favorite players in baseball. But Tatis Jr., man, how the fuck are you going to pass on him? This man is is probably going to be the best player in baseball. After Mike Trout retires, he might be like, he might he's going to be the future. He's already the future of baseball. He's going to be just dominating the 2020 and the 2030s decades um, in baseball. So, yeah, he's going to be up there with Acuna Jr. and, and Juan Soto and... Uh, you know, he's going to be up there with one of the best elite young stars already in the game of baseball. And Fernando Tatis Jr. for sure. 25 home runs, 55 RBIs, a, a point, a 1.074 OPS, and a 284 average. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, so Tatis is built different for sure. Catcher position, we have Wilson Contreras. Uh, oh, I didn't even know you. Put, I didn't even know it's spelled with two L's, actually. Yadier Molina or Buster Posey? I'm going to give it to Buster Posey. The fact that Buster Posey is still an all-star caliber player right now, after the last two, three, four, even four years, like I feel like since like 2016 he hasn't been great. This year he's been fucking good. I mean, he's been hitting for 
for some decent power. He's been getting on base. He's still a great defensive catcher. He's, he's one of the best defensive catchers, in my opinion, um, of all time. So 12 home runs, 27 RBIs, 967 OPS, and 326 average. I mean, he's still been playing great. So got to give it to uh, Buster Posey. And then for three outfielders, um, Acuna Jr., uh, Mookie Betts, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Jock Peterson, Jesse Winker, Juan Soto, Chris Taylor, and Mike Yaskremsi. So one of them, definitely Jesse Winker, a player that I didn't really know a lot about. But definitely got to be one of my votes. Of course, 30, uh, 324 average, 18 home runs, 46 RBIs, and a 989 OPS. So for sure, Jesse Winker will be one of them. I like Bryce Harper, but no. Uh, Juan Soto, I won't give it to. Chris Taylor, I won't give it to. Jock Peterson, no. Yeah, Yuskremsi, no. Acuna Jr., for sure, I'll give it to Acuna Jr. as well. Uh, 282 average, 21 home runs, 47 RBIs, and a 991 OPS. So I'll probably give it to either Castellanos or Mookie Betts. Um, I like Mookie Betts. He's probably the second best player, third best player in baseball. Um, Castellanos, oh man. Um, I might give it to Castellanos actually. I think I think Mookie Betts have been great this year. So no, not great. He's been good. But he hasn't been great, you know, especially from considering him being a top three player in baseball. He just hasn't been playing like a top three player in baseball. So I'm just going to give it to Nick Castellanos because, I mean, he has better stats and he's just been playing a little bit better. Now, I've seen more Dodgers games than Reds games this year. So I haven't seen Castellanos play at a, such a big level, at least, you know, where I'd definitely see him in the All-Star game. But definitely statistically... You know, three three forty seven average, fifteen home runs, fifty RBIs, and uh, one point zero zero two OPS. I mean, come on, definitely uh, statistically and just overall has been playing better um, than Mookie Betts. So yeah, um, so review. This is these are my picks for the American League for first baseman. I have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and for the National League, I have Max Muncie. For second base for the American League, I have Jose Altuve. And for the National League, I have Adam Frazier. For third base, for the American League, I have Rafael Devers. And for the National League, I have Chris Bryant. For shortstop, for the American League, for the American League, I have Xander Bogarts. And for the National League, I have Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, the three outfielders for the American League I have is Adolis Garcia, Aaron Judge, and Cedric Mullins. And then for the National League outfielders, I have Ronald Acuna Jr., Nick Castellanos, and Jesse Winker. And then for the catcher, for the American League, Salvador Perez. And for the National League, Buster Posey. And then, of course, the designated hitter or the DH for the American League, Shohei Otani. Of course, in the National League, there is no DH. So, yeah, um, that is it. Um, I will submit these motherfucking takes. Put my email address. All right, blah, 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 blah. So, give me a minute. Okay, and I have officially submitted my vote for the All-Star Game. So that's that. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully all these players make it to the National American League All-Stars. And hopefully I'll see y'all July 13th for the All-Star game. So yeah, now let's get into the music side of the podcast episode. Let's talk about um, well, the albums that come out. So Thursday, I believe, was my last episode. 
So definitely going to talk about the albums that came out on Friday. A lot of good albums came out on Friday, just to tell you. A lot of good albums came out on Friday. So let's talk about it. What happened on Friday? What were the best projects to come out? So we had... First album I, I heard was Sin City from Ski Mask and Sump God. Now, I'll be completely honest. I wasn't a huge fan of this mixtape. I'm still very excited for the album. But just from the mixtape standpoint, I wasn't very, like, entertained by it. I felt like some songs were just not that great. Um, but definitely, like, songs like Admit It, The Matrix, and Merlin's Staff are interesting. So I have them in my playlist. And it was a pretty short uh, mixtape. It was literally, like, 17 minutes, 9 tracks. So, yeah, something little... But definitely expected a little bit more, especially after not hearing Ski Mask for almost three years, or actually three years. So I'm expecting a little bit more from the album. But for the mixtape, it is what it is. Um, I'm still excited for the album. So just, just you know, give me a little bit more time with the album. It might drop like maybe. He said he was dropping three projects this year, so I'm assuming the album's gonna drop late winter, maybe November, December. I have no idea, or October. Um, I don't know if he's going to drop more singles for the album, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll find out. The um, Baby dropped Red Light, Green Light, <laughs> a single. Um, the instrumental was uh, a, a SpongeBob type beat, <laughs> I guess. Um, I mean, no, but it was a pretty fun track. I, I think it's a fun track to listen to. It's a classic The Baby type beat, whatever it is. Um, a lot of people are making fun of the beat and everything. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, nothing too crazy, of course, but, you know, it's just they just make a bunch of memes on how it sounds like, you know, the Spongebob or, or, or Squidward-type beat clarinet playing Trump and head-ass instrumental. But anyways, honestly, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the song, but I think it's a pretty fun song to just, just to listen to a little bit. Uh, Ed Sheeran dropped a single. Oh shit, bad habits. I haven't heard it. I I haven't heard it, so I can't I can't react to it. Whatever. Royal Alejandro dropped. Um, wait, he's the one that he dropped with Selena Gomez. I think. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Okay. Anyways, um, where's the album? Oh, there it is. Okay. So then Doja Cat dropped Planet Her, and honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I like this album. I like this album a lot. Um. 14 tracks, 44 minutes, or actually there was a deluxe, um, but I don't see the deluxe anywhere. Where the hell is the deluxe? Okay, here it is. Um, so at, with the with the deluxe, 19 tracks, almost an hour, 58 minutes, 59 minutes long. Um, so yeah, um, not including the the deluxe, the 14 tracks, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, this album definitely represented a lot more of her uh, sounds. From 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 uh from R and B and from pop and definitely influenced a lot of more rapping on this project for certain songs. There's a lot of songs here that you know fit fit that character of her like astrology thing or the theme of the album, which is like you know her aesthetic and like it's beyond this world or beyond the planet, um and it's about her obviously. Um, definitely the the aesthetic of it I really enjoy. Um, the cover art, um, pretty interesting, like, the cover, I mean, nothing too crazy, it's just her posing, like, if she was, like, you know, kind of, like, gliding or dancing, and, like, a, a bunch of stars and galaxy, and, like, you know, she's, like, painted and stuff, she, so she doesn't look completely naked on the cover or anything, which she probably is, but anyways, um, that's not here or there. Um, the features on this project were good, actually, I liked Ariana's feature on, 
I don't do drugs. JID is on options. You right with the weekend. That's the shit right now. It's that's a banger. It's all stuck in my head. SZA, of course, would kiss me more. We that that was fire for sure. But the solo tracks, uh, Woman, Naked, uh, Need to Know, Love to Dream, uh, Ain't Shit, and Alone were actually pretty good songs. I, I've, I've enjoyed pretty much the whole album. Only song I don't like is Imagine. Um, that's pretty much it. I, I can, I am listening to the whole album. Um, I've been listening to it maybe like three times already. And I've, I've just enjoyed it a little bit more than I had to. The first time I heard it, maybe I was kind of like, it ain't horrible. It ain't mid. It ain't fantastic. But it's good. I enjoy most of it. So I can't say it's mid. Um, now, I do believe that there's some songs here that... Uh, I, I, I think there's just a lot of clever songs here. Like, for example, Ain't Shit. I think it's a song that has been like leaked um, from her fans. like, And it's been a song that her fans have been dying to have. Maybe even since Hot Pink re was released in 2019. And now um, that, you know, was commercially, you know, successful. And definitely brought Doja Cat to the, to the mainstream audience. And gave her a fan base and everything. Um, and I definitely feel like from the step up to Planet Her, it is a bit of a step up. Now, in a, in my opinion, I do think it's it's a bit just a bit better than 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 um than Hot Pink. Not a crap ton better, but definitely a huge step up from just like production wise. From the aesthetic is a little different, but definitely songs from Hot Pink, like of course Streets. I still find a lot of like songs that kind of fit that vibe with Hot Pink on this album, even though it's aesthetically and 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 just has a lot of versatility more versatility on this project was sure you know we hear a lot more rapping um i believe almost pretty much every song here she has at least a rap verse even with most of her songs you know having a singing melody or an r&b tone to it or even a pop vocal to it she definitely includes the rapping for sure but ain't shit it, it's funny man i think it's such a funny song to just you know talk about how well Niggas ain't shit, but anyways, that's not there here, but I think just the, the way you can hear that it's a fun album to listen to. I think I think the part of listening to music is, of course, to listen to good music, but to have fun with it, right? There's a lot of albums that are good and really good at, you know, at, at production or at lyrics or anything, but not every album that is good or great or fantastic or like fun music. You know what I'm saying? Like, like To Poop Butterfly is a fantastic album. It's it's perfect in my opinion. But I don't think it's a fun album to listen to. At least from terms of just either dancing or 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 I mean, of course, there's songs in that album that of course will make you dance and make you feel good. But if you just consider all the project for what it is itself, it's a little deeper than just dancing and just having a good time. There's a real message behind it, and it's fucked up. But it's a real message behind it. So it's kind of like you can have fun with it. But it's not the whole purpose of having fun with it. It's to also think of what the, the, the message and the whole theme of the album is. This is, this, is, this is fun to listen to. And there's songs here that definitely have a message beyond having fun. But definitely from just listening to it and to just a vibe with it. You can enjoy it. Um, so yeah, Planet Her, I think, was a definitely a good album, in my opinion. Maybe top five so far this year, because there hasn't been so many great albums to drop this year. Again, 
more music has been dropping, you know, like May and June have been the two months that have been dropping some really good albums and really good singles. But from January to April, I prepped this. I, don't, I can't, I don't even remember what dropped in from January to April. I literally forgot. There maybe hasn't even been one good album or an album that I'm still listening to that dropped from January to April. I'm still listening to shit in March. I mean, in May. And of course, now obviously in June. And I'm still excited for more albums to drop in the summer because I tell you, I told y'all that the, the best music is going to drop in the summer. And so far, we already have, are almost done with June. I can't believe it's almost fucking July in two days. But anyways, I think it's just aesthetically great to listen to. I think also, you know, production here is a step up. Um, yeah, my favorite songs. Uh, definitely, I don't do drugs. Love to dream. Ain't shit. Um, I mean, you write. And that's it. I think those are... I like Woman a lot. <laughs> the The intro track is actually pretty fun to listen to. I like Woman a lot. So, yeah. Planet Her, good album. I love you, Doja Cat. I love your music. So, yeah. Um, successful. You passed. You passed the test. I'm listening to this album. This should, there's, about a, there's a lot of bangers on this motherfucker. Also, a lot of chill songs just to vibe to. So, I, I love it. Now, let's talk about... An album that I think is even better than the Planet Her album. So everything that I just said about the Planet Her, just hyping her up, just making her 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 confidence just boost up, you know, with me saying positive shit only about the album, maybe except saying that Im Imagine was like the only bad song. But anyways, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler Creator. Wow, this album was a fucking experience to listen to. Ladies and gentlemen, this is album of 2021. The best album of 2021 so far, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler Creator and J. Cole dropped in the same year. And just two, uh, just a month apart from each other. Or almost two months apart from each other. And dare I even say, Tyler, the creator, had the better album. I'm saying this album is better than the off season by J. Cole. And I, and I look, I can't even believe that I'm even saying that. Because if I told myself in 2018 that I would say a Tyler the Creator album was better than a J. Cole album, any album, J. Cole at his worst, Tyler at his best, that I would have imagined Tyler would ever be at his best. Before Igor and maybe like a year after you know, uh, a year after um, Flower Boy. But I feel like Flower Boy would have been the best of Tyler. Maybe maybe he would have dropped another album as the level of Goblin or, or Wolf or some shit. Or Cherry Bomb. I did not like Cherry Bomb at all. So, you know, I had to give some credit to Tyler in the beginning, but I just wasn't sure he was going to beat one of the best rappers in this generation or, or have a better album than him and drop in the same year. And compete, basically, almost. I mean, not really compete, because J. Cole literally dropped it almost two months ago. But still have the title for best album of the year, best rap album of the year. I mean, that's insane that Tyler Creator had dropped a better album than J. Cole. I mean, I don't think it's by far, like, insane difference. I think those albums are insanely well produced. Yeah. I'm, this, is, this is the best album of 2021 so far. Now, obviously, let me talk about the album. So this is his sixth studio album, I believe. Um, 16 tracks, 52 minutes. 
This album literally has no skips, 16 tracks, no skip. Actually, maybe one skip, and that's probably the 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 mama talk skit. So that's up or 14 because actually two the blessed. Uh, actually, I like the blessed message, so I'm not really gonna skip it. So only the mama talk is like the only skip because obviously it's just it's not a song, it's just a skit. So, but everything else, man, holy shit, man, from start to finish. Tyler, the creator's production, fuck, this production is insane, one of the best production I've heard in a while from a rap album, man, it's, it's just insane, um, I love the beat from the intro, uh, Corso has a very dark tone, but it's super light at the same time, Lemonhead, a legal amount of bass on that shit, 42 Doug, um, had an alright verse, I think 42 Doug was the worst feature on this album, but still was okay, uh, what's your name with Young Boy and Ty Dallas? How the fuck does Tyler the Creator just say Young Boy is gonna be on this song, a lovey dovey song, with this like non-existent beat that translate nowhere near to what Young Boy raps about or what beats he raps about? Like what the fuck? But Young Boy killed it. Young Boy killed it. He really killed it. This is probably the second or third best feature on the album. I think most people are saying it's the best. I'm gonna go with uh with well the one that I'll get to in a minute. Uh Lumberjack, banger, banger, banger. I love the gritty production behind it. Uh DJ Drama, of course, you know, being the, the narrator on the sound, of course, does a great job. I love it. I love I just love his energy and like the ad libs on Lumberjack, like what the fuck? You know, all the energy on the ad libs as well. Like I just it just creates a huge vibe that it, that makes me enjoy the album. Especially when I'm listening to it, it gets you hyped up even more. How Wind Blows with Lil Wayne. This is probably one of my favorite ones on the album. Top three so far. Lil Wayne's performance. Lil Wayne's verse. Top three on the album. Top two maybe. Insane. Massa was interesting. I really love that one. Run It Up. I love the chorus. Um, the beat was nothing crazy. But it got me hyped up. And I like it towards the end where it switches up a little bit. With uh, Tizo Touchdown. He did a pretty good performance. I don't know who that is. But he, you know he killed it. Manifesto with Domo Genesis. Um, the beat switch. I don't know what the beat is called from the beat switch, but I, I've recognized that beat. It's like an old sample from like a 90s song. I know another rapper used to rap on that beat. So he sampled it from another song, but I just don't remember what it's called. Uh, Sweet. I thought I wanted you to dance. This is the almost 10 minute long track with two tracks actually. Sweet being more like a uh, you know, kind of like a what's your name type of song, basically, but a little bit different. And then I thought you wanted to dance. It has like a reggae vibe on it. I was like, oh shit, nigga, bringing bringing fucking reggae on this album. So yeah, I was really manifesting in this song. This song was was insane. Mama talk a skit, whatever it is. Rise was cool by Daisy World. I like the 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 instrumental a lot. Uh, blessed, you know, just uh. Just a little skit there. A uh, juggernaut with Uzi and Pharrell. Banger, fucking banger. The production here is insane. Oh my god. This is one of my favorite beats of 2021 so far. Holy shit. Uzi and Pharrell just killed this shit. And Tyler created killing in the beginning. Oh, uh, Wilshire or Wilshire. I don't know how to say it. Um, a very uh, good uh, lyrical song from Tyler. Just experiencing his stories and stuff and kind of being a little personal on this, al on this album. Definitely a song to listen to if you want to hear more on the lyrics and the story telling that he has. Great storytelling song.
and then Safari, the ending, um, I, I actually don't remember what it's really like, what it sounds like a little bit, but I, I, I hold on. Okay, so the song, I, I feel like Safari kind of has like a, 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 a closery, you know, type of sound. Obviously, the album ends with that song, so it definitely fits like an, an outro for sure. Um, the beat, but it also could fit for an intro as well. It's kind of weird how a lot of intros can work as outros, but yeah. Um, but that's that, man. The production on this album is great. How the creator's lyrics and his storytelling and his confidence, it just steps up. And he really just get better and better. He's 30 years old, but he's dropped his best album. All of the work that he's dropped in his 20s, Goblin, Wolf, Cherry Bomb, Flower Boy, Igor, no way you can't say it's not better than Call Me If You Get Lost. I mean, insane production, insane lyrics. He really kills it with this album. I'm going to say this is like a 9.5 out of 10 so far. This is one of my favorite albums so far this year. This is the best so far. I mean, Call Me If You Get Lost, Planet Her, um, Sour by Olivia, um... Those are just some some songs, some albums that I've just really enjoyed a lot this year. Already, man, for sure, I'm super excited for for the the, the rollout that um, that Tyler Creator might have in 2023 with his next album dropping in 2023. Of course, every two years. But no, we have to live in the moment because this match has dropped the best album of 2021, man. That's insane, bro. Congrats to Tyler Creator. He also performed at the BET Awards. On Sunday, a uh, pretty good performance as well. I was really excited to watch that. Um, so yeah, man, for sure, give a lot of credit to Tyler Creator. He really dropped the best album, and his he really just stepped up in every aspect of rapping and his music. He really just leveled up, man, and everything. So I'm glad he dropped the great album. I was very willing to listen to this, and this is gonna be an album I listen to a lot this year. Um, definitely listen to the whole album tomorrow, because, uh, tomorrow your boy is going to Colombia, motherfuckers. So, yeah, I'll be doing the podcast in Colombia, um, for, uh, for a couple weeks, or, you know, for a whole month. I'll be there for the whole month of July, and even a couple days in August. But that don't stop. I'm gonna still be doing episodes. I'm gonna finally do YouTube videos over there as well. Um, so yeah, don't be, uh, don't get worried. I will be making more content. Um, I'll try to do it every at least two or three times a week. Keep it at that, at that level. Same thing with the videos. So yeah, just, uh, just be, just be aware. And that's it. See you guys on, uh, let's say maybe, uh, Friday. I'll say Friday I'll upload. Let's say Friday I'll give you guys the next episode. Talk to you guys and see you guys in a bit. Take care. And peace out, my friends.